What's going on, everybody? Welcome back into the Fortress of Comic Dude podcast. My name is Tyler. I'm Mary. I'm Erin. I'm Kylie. Oh, this is a quarantine podcast. No, not really. Not really. Not really. <laughs> we just never leave our houses anyway, so we've been training for this for years. Oh, This is a creator-focused episode. It's a show we do once a month where we pull a random comic creator's name out of a bucket. We talk about him for a while, and at the end of this episode, we're going to pull out the next comic creator's name for next month's creator focus mary yeah mm-hmm. as, you're as not sharing <laughs> sorry about that was like, sure yeah. paying attention yeah mm-hmm. uh, assemble yourself and your voice to tell us who we're talking about this week assemble assemble <laughs> true believers excelsior that's right stanley enough said uh stanley martin lieber that's right. Stan, quote unquote, the man. Stan the Jew. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> wow. I had no idea. <laughs> so if you never listened to one of these we've done before, uh, this one's going to be a little bit different than our typical creator focus because Stan Lee's history and everything is just so much that there's no way we could kind of do it in a. It, and it was similar when we did our Jack Kirby episode as well. It's just there's too much. So I think we just talk about his opening narrations for uh, Spider-Man and his amazing friends for two hours. Hey there, everybody talks except me. <laughs> the webhead's got himself in a bit of trouble this week. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, Sam, All what are you doing? Is in <laughs> oh, so this one's gonna be a little bit of history like we would normally do, but then it's gonna be kind of more discussion based instead of like a book report like we would normally do because I figured we would just kind of talk about Stan, talk about the our favorite characters that he created or co-created his impact on the industry kind of that whole that whole thing because it's just there's just too much so mary why don't you tell us a little bit about <laughs> stanley lieber stan the man lee you're trapped together mary um okay so stan lee was born december 28 1922 in new york city new york who would have thought who would have thought passed away on november 12 <laughs> 2018 yes Boom! That's a- <laughs> I didn't want to make it sad. <laughs> that was off the top of my head. Boom. I'm kind of proud of oh, okay. that. I was trying to do the math of the 1918 uh, Spanish fl- em- influenza. Ep- how he just missed that, you know? It's a long time ago. In a galaxy far away. So how old was he when he died? 95? Good for him. Yeah, man. That's a long ass time to limp around this fucking rock. Yeah. <laughs> Stanley was born in New York. Yes. <laughs> Um. <laughs> well, We're folks, moving. we'll see you guys next week. I thought you wanted to do discussion. Oh, do, I'll do, you do some history. Yeah, first you gotta get something yeah, in there. I guess girl. that's true. Okay, we're gonna skip to he's 15 years old, and he entered a high school essay competition sponsored by the New York Herald Tribune hmm. called the Biggest News of the Week contest. He claimed to have won the prize for three straight weeks, saying the newspaper actually had to write him saying. To stop entering because he keep he I've, kept winning. I've heard him oh, tell that man. story, yeah. Nice. Stanley's stories, almost every story he tells you have to take with a little grain of salt, though, because I do think... Sure, he embellishes a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I think Stan loved being Stanley. You know what I mean? Like, that, it was almost a character that he created for himself, and he loved telling stories and I, I do think there was a little bit of a embellishment oh yeah. yeah just a little bit yeah because because some of that stuff like 
lines up a little bit too well. Even when he talks about like the Spider-Man story where he's like, I saw a fly on the wall. And I, you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> could that have happened? Maybe. But I don't know. Sometimes it's like he's telling like the version that they would have made if they made like a Stanley movie. That's exactly. the, that's the yeah. version of his life that he wants you to think happened. Okay, so 1939, he became the assistant um, to his uncle, Robbie Solomon, at Timely Comics Division, which had become Marvel Comics around, like, 1960. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Around in the 1960s. So it was Timely, and then it became Atlas, and then it yes. became, yeah, Marvel. Yeah. Yes. I think I bring up Atlas later, but at this point, I said that it turns into Marvel. For the, for the sake of discussion, it's Marvel. It's just, yeah. It's, it's the company that would later become Marvel Comics. Yeah. You want me to read it or are you okay? <laughs> we don't no. need any more of this Metropolis stuff going on here. Captain Metropolis. <laughs> our, our young Stan Lee made his comic debut with a text filler of Captain America foils the traitor's revenge. Yes. In Captain America <laughs> comic number three. Yes. That was yes. in 1941. This is where he first used his pseudonym Stan Lee. Because according to him, again... From his, his story, I mean, Stan was one of the greatest storytellers you'd ever just hear in your life on interviews and stuff. He always thought that he was going to be destined for much better things. He was one day going to be writing novels or working in the movie industry or whatever. So he wanted to save his real name for when he, when he got to a real job, you know. Was, so, yeah. so when he was writing comics, he went under the name Stan Lee. Um, some people assumed that it was because he wanted to sound less Jewish back then, but he uh, says that's not true. So I don't know. He wanted to sound more Asian. Um, yeah. <laughs> Stanley. Seriously, <laughs> Stanley. Oh. Who knows the difference? Oh. I don't. So that that's, uh, according to him, that's the reason for the Stanley name. It's short, sweet, it works. Um, we did like a little tribute episode the week after Stan died, and I kind of went over a lot of my just my personal thoughts on Stan as a creator and everything. But um, I I compared him to like a, a the closest thing I think we'll ever see again to like a modern day Walt Disney, and by that I meant that like obviously Disney wasn't built by one person; it was him with a lot of other people. But he. For what Walt Disney was for the animation industry, as far as a face of the industry, Stan Lee was very much that to comics and to have so and like Walt Disney was one guy that had so many characters associated with him, right? Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck and all these things. Stan Lee was the closest thing I think we've had to that since Walt Disney, where it's like you think of Stan Lee, you think Spider Man and Daredevil right. and the Fantastic Four and things like that. I don't know if we'll ever see that again. Like one guy that's so associated with all, I mean, maybe George Lucas is kind of the the other only thing, but that's one franchise, though, right? I mean, that's, I mean, I yeah. guess Marvel is one franchise, but it's a huge universe. Well, okay, no, but ski, we're keeping to Stan Lee, so never mind. Keep going with Do Stan you Lee. guys know his first superhero co-creation? Ooh. Uh, Do you guys? Wait, wait, wait. His co-creation? First... Yeah. Would it be... Co-creation with that have to have with Jack with, Kirby, right? With X Men, I don't know who it's with. Oh, oh, well then, what was the question? His first superhero co-creation. Who did he co-create? His first one, probably Spider Man. No, no it was the that? Destroyer in Mystic Comics number six. Oh, oh we both lost there. Yeah, why well, not? FF was before Spider Man, so uh, that was gonna be. What my was guess. the first one he created? The that Destroyer. One. 
Well, I mean, he created was it X? Which what character? F- what FF was is the first one that people know now. That was the one that kicked off this whole Marvel. That was what started Marvel's hot streak in the late fifties, early sixties, and then you know Daredevil came shortly after that, and Iron Man, and Hulk, and Thor, okay. and Spider Man. I was just. Um, other characters he co-created in the golden age of comic books included Jack Frost debuting in USA Comics number one, Father Time debuting in Captain America Comics number six. Mm. Those are some other ones that he co-created at that time. But they're so these are pre ones because no one knows those people. The, right? Yeah, these are pre Silver Age. Yeah. Okay, because I was like, keep so, going. The only one that was around at this time was Captain America, it was by Joe Simon and uh, Jack Kirby. Um, so 1942, okay. he was serving in the army. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a member of the Signal Corps. He was repairing telegraph poles and other communications equipment. I'm so he later, frightened. after he worked there, he <laughs> transferred to the training film division where he worked on writing manual training films, slogans, and occasionally cartooning for like the army, like people to join the army. I believe is that what it was. He would have been a was. great salesman to join the Oh, army. yeah. Hey, kids, <laughs> come join the army. Kill some Nazis. <laughs> you want to be like Captain America and punch Hitler right in the he face. Would've, that would have been amazing. <laughs> um, oh. Some other people that were in his division, some other famous people that were in his division were three people. Oh, sorry. Uh, three-time Academy Award-winning director Frank Capra, uh, New York cartoonist Charles Adams, and children's book writer and illustrator Theodore Geisel, Doctor Seuss, Doctor yeah. Seuss. Yes, that's what I had. Charles Adams, creator of the Adams Family. Uh, so okay, Frank Frank Capra. It's Wonderful <laughs> Life. It's, is it though? <laughs> Have you seen that movie? It's a bummer. It, it is a bummer. It really is. What it's movie? a Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful Life. That's I've only seen it like twice. It's I've a bummer. Seen it a lot. It's a bummer. It is a bummer. It's good though. So while he was working in the army, every week on Friday, he would get a letter mm-hmm. from Timely to write something, and he, he would try to extend it back every <laughs> hey, Monday. We know you're off fighting a war, but could you give us something we can publish? <laughs> please, please. <laughs> so there was one week, actually, that the mail clerk, when he was looking at the stuff, he actually overlooked his letter and said that Lee didn't have one. Lee didn't believe that. Lee knew that he did. He saw an envelope with the return address of Timely Comics in his mailbox. Not willing to miss a deadline, he asked the officer in charge to open the mailroom, but he refused. So Lee took a screwdriver and unscrewed the mailbox hinges to get the letter. Because of this, he almost, because he was tampering, he could have been sent to prison for this. Uh, But he didn't, obviously. Because what are the laws? (laughs) Stupid laws. He's he's going above and beyond. I'm like, um... uh... Oh, what was George's boss who locked himself out of the office? He's like, well, I'm going home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. So he returned uh 1945. In the 1950s, uh, it turned into Atlas Comics. Um, this is where he started writing... Agents of Atlas. I don't know. Uh, he was writing like, romance <laughs> and westerns and humor, science fiction, medieval adventures, horror, and suspense. Superheroes had fallen out of popularity yeah. at that point, so comics were all everything. But basically, Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman were gone. Well, they were big during the the war. For yeah, the, the and after the war was over, stuff. everybody didn't know. After you you fight Nazis and stuff, you can't just go back to fighting like the bank robbers anymore. Around, yeah. yeah, so they kind of fell out of popularity. 
Everything was about Stupid the romance and westerns. Nazis yes. ruin everything. And so because of this, are. he he actually like lost like the will to write, I oh. guess you could say. Mm. Um, Would you say he died of a broken heart? He, I, no. Okay. Then but, I, George Lucas <laughs> did not write his story. And here comes the other story we've heard a million times, right? Where I was going to give up on writing comics and I went home and then his wife, Joni, told him, well, if you're going to quit anyways, why don't you do one story yep. the way you'd really want to do it? That way you got it out of your system. So I wrote this book called The Fantastic Four. Yes. Aww. Again, it's very movie script, you know, Stanley from well, his mouth. I mean, from his after mouth. a while, how many times do you tell the story? You would have to have that thing down pat. Oh, yeah. Oh. I, I mean, a quote from Stanley says, I've told this story so many times it might even be true. <laughs> About the, the Spider-Man one. At least he's honest. So, um, and then as far as like, you know, the, especially with those older Marvel stories, there's a lot of discussions about credit and everything like that. We talked a lot on the Jack Kirby podcast that I think he's super underrepresented as far as yeah. who gets credit and not even talking about guys like uh, Gil Kane and oh yeah, uh, John Romita and Steve Ditko, obviously. Like Stan Lee kind of is the figurehead for the company because he was the one that was willing to go on the late night talk shows and do those things, but... You have to remember that he had a lot of co-creators that uh, some people claim deserve more of the credit than him. It just depends on which, you know, where you kind of fall. Um, because Stan was writing so many books at that time that they that they developed what they called the Marvel Method, which is basically they would create comics backwards where normally you would, the writer writes the script, gives it to the artist, the artist draws it, goes to a letter, blah, 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 blah. Stan Lee, because he was writing every book that they were publishing because they, you know, they didn't want to pay very many writers. So they had Stan do everything. He would just he would go to like Jack Kirby or Steve Ditko and be like, OK, um, this is Spider-Man issue 15. What's going to happen is uh, this happens, this happens. And, and this these are like three major things that happen, whatever. And then Jack Kirby or whoever would draw the book, give it back to Stan and Stan would look at the pictures, go through the and story. then write the words to fit the pictures. Wow. Based off of like a cliff notes of this needs to happen and this needs to happen. You kind of fill in the gaps. So it's an interesting way to do those it. Those guys were doing kind of a majority of the storytelling, making Jack Kirby was making almost all the creative decisions. Hmm. You know what I mean? Besides, Stanley was just writing the dialogue mostly. So, you know, how much credit deserves for different storytelling aspects, you can leave that up to, you know, who. I have a lot of respect for all those guys. I just want yeah, to make sure I'm, they're all. I'm very, it's I'm not very an anti-Stan thing as much as it is a like, hey man, Jack Kirby did a lot of good shit, <laughs> and he doesn't get as much credit. Nobody was pissing and moaning when he died. Yeah. So, anyways, um, did people piss and moan when Stanley died? Motherfucker! Yeah, mother- <laughs> God damn it! Damn it! A lot of pissing and moaning going on. <laughs> is there? I mean, Stanley created. <laughs> co-created so many characters is there a character that stands out to you guys it's like your stanley oh, character spider-man yeah it's probably spider-man yeah. spider-man yeah that's i uh, Aaron, spider-man resonated be, with be me. different be different be the x-men, the X-Men. <laughs> but see i you know i got mixed up a little bit oddly enough because it was claremont uh we were Claremont came to the store and he signed the back of our Mystique statue. Remember that? Yeah. So I got mixed up a little bit with signatures and everything about that. But I don't know. I did like X-Men 
because I gravitated mm-hmm. that towards more as a, a young girl getting into comics. Spider-Man, of course, is Stan Lee. Um, I don't know. I think Stan Lee in and of himself is the character, though. Does that... Oh, I don't know time. how to... Big I don't really love it. Well, there yeah. There you go, yeah. I, I, I don't see it like... I know he create. Let's... I could see me being different 20 years ago with this, where I would be more... Just trying to be different for the sake of being different. Well, I could see where I would connect him to the comics and everything, but now he and him of himself, it's purposely made that he's actually... Maybe it's the right thing. He's almost a caricature now. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. He has put himself so much out there, and they've put him in so many comics and the movies and everything. He himself... I can't separate him from being but himself. So when you talk about it, I would say yes. Do I know he's like a foundational figure in the comics and he created it? I would say yes. But that's at the same not the time, question, though. That's not what he's asking. Stripperella. Stripperella. <laughs> Fuck yeah. We have to talk about Stripperella. Wasn't, wasn't that him and Pamela Anderson? Pamela Anderson, yeah. Mm-hmm. On Spike TV. I think he they knew where I was going. They did one season. It sucks. It one season. It was over. They did one season. It sucks. I have a real soft spot for Daredevil, especially because yeah. I think that's such an in a, that's such an inventive idea to have a blind superhero, especially back then. You know, it was so different than what everybody else was doing. For me, I mean, we could go on all day, but the other one that comes to mind for me is Doom, because I, I love that character. I think he's one of the like best Doom villains Eternal? in comics. Doom. Really? Doom guy. Doom. I think Doom is a great character. Doom guy. Doom no, guy. it's Doom. Doom Dr. from Doom. Doctor Doom. Doom. Oh. Yeah. I don't think Dr. he's Doom. one of the greatest villains. You don't think Doctor Doom is one of the best villains? In no. Comics? Oh. Yeah. Yes. It's iconic, yeah. man. Who? Who? Who then? <laughs> who? Please. I'm not saying the most. I mean, you could say like, oh, the Joker or whatever. Like, I'm Joker. not saying the the most. I'm just saying like one of like Doctor Doom, pretty kick ass. Yeah, I can say Doctor Doom's a kick ass villain, especially when he's written well. Which when I mean, he, okay, sorry, I, I'm not a big Fantastic Four person, and yeah, but no, I wouldn't put him up there. I will still put those first fifty issues of, or it's a hundred issues, the first hundred issues of Fantastic Four up against a lot of modern day comics. They hold up really well. That initial Stan Lee, Jack Kirby. Uh, you can get them in like the Marvel Master mm. work once they've done now, or you can read them on Comicsology or whatever. But those, those that original hundred issues of Fantastic Four is so fucking good, dude. And it was so ahead of its time. So, yeah, I'm not. A, I wouldn't call myself a Fantastic Four person really either. I, oh, I can kind of yeah. take them or leave them most of the time. It all depends on who's writing them for me. But uh, Van Forstick, the best. <laughs> what did you just say? Van Forstick. Okay, it, was, totally it was the newer Fantastic Four. Did you hear four. what I thought? No. Oh, okay, never I heard mind. Oh, okay, then. That's what people call it. I, I heard Foreskin. <laughs> I, I heard <laughs> Foreskin. No, I heard Foreskin, but then. <laughs> oh, well, that's definitely not That's way better. <laughs> Even though he was better. obviously representing like Marvel, Stanley became kind of like the face of the industry. He was, as far as like, because most people like your fucking mom doesn't know like, oh, Batman's DC, Spider-Man's Marvel, whatever. Like, yeah. oh, that's the comic book guy, right? Yeah. Stanley, he's the yeah. guy that does I the comic say, books, I, I, whatever. I would agree with that. And as far as like a face of the industry goes, he was about as good of one as you could have because he was so charismatic. He was so like just high energy, even up in his older years, dude, everything he, he oh, had yeah. such a... He was so interesting to listen to. He was super engaging. Um, so I think he did a lot for comics just being in a, like in his later years when he wasn't long gone from working in the industry just as an ambassador. 
for superheroes and comic books as a whole, he almost maybe contributed more in that sense than anything else. So, well, I think his energy as well. I, I remember uh, the day he died. My okay. my dad actually called me at work to let me know because I'm I'm not on my phone constantly. And if I would have yeah. been on Facebook or something, I'm sure that's all that would have been on my feed. It was. But the phone rang and it was <sighs> my dad. And I'm like, that's odd that he's calling me at work. And he's like, hey, I just wanted to let you know, Stanley just passed away. Like, well, it was sad. Shit. It was one of those things I had prepared myself for for a long time because he was. 90, I was pissing and moaning. He was 95. Yeah. I was like, motherfucker. Because nah. he, he was 95 years old. So I mean, it wasn't like a. Oh my god! You know, but yeah. it was just kind of like, okay, like we we knew this day was coming. It was still sad. I had a lot of feelings towards it, but it wasn't like a. It didn't rock the whole. You know what I mean? No, I'm a horrible person. I think it the bigger the bigger all. bummer is uh, watching the Jane and the Bob reboot, and they're showing all the they're going through the bloopers oh, and stuff as the credits go. Yeah, and one and they have the end with Stan, and he's like, "Hey, I'm doing." He's like, he's Jay like, and Bob, you're, and you're, you're going to be a huge part of it. Yeah, you're going to be in like, it, yeah. Son of a bitch. That sucks, yeah. <laughs> um, and then talking about like his cameos and everything, yeah. you guys have like a favorite oh, one? Man. Um, There's so many. There, I, I, I Spider-Man 2 in the library. Really? That's Amazing Spider-Man 1. Is it Amazing Spider-Man 1? Yeah, it's where he's fighting the lizard. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. I forgot. Um, That's a great one. It's really good. It's the lizard one. I knew God, what to, to, the the more recent one that I uh, that just it just made me giggle is when he's uh was it Infinity War the when bus he, driver no it's when he's dropping off the package he's like are you Tony Stank oh that's Civil <laughs> War that's is it Civil, Civil War, War. Oh, okay yeah. Yeah, he's the FedEx guy yeah. I don't yeah. know I don't know why this. Because there's little things, like each one of them are funny because they purposely put them in there. But the one I kind of dig is from, I think it was the second Guardians of the Galaxy. When he's doing the haircut? Space. Where he was in space talking yeah. to the... Uh, the oh, I'm thinking of Thor for some reason. For some reason. Oh, yeah. yeah. It just cracks me up because he's like explaining the universe in a way. Like he's telling the story of the Marvel, like... And then I did, you yeah. know, and then there was came in the mail and then it's just that quick blip. But for some reason, the way that he is the one explaining how he himself did the Marvel Universe. I just thought that was ingenious. I enjoyed that one. And it's just that mm. small blip. But not my favorite one, but one I really like is and I don't know if it's just because it was the first one after he died. But that that Captain Marvel one where he has the mall rat script on the oh, train. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That that one it just it hit at the perfect time because he had just passed and everything. It was like, oh, that's awesome. That, they like, did a good with the beginning of that. Oh I yeah, thought that, that well, they replaced was really all nice. the superheroes yep. with Stan's fate. Yeah, that, that was, was really great. nice. Um, my favorite one again, crappy movie, but my favorite one is is Spider Man Three. It's definitely Spider Man Three because that's that's the one where it's like it's not a quick little shot. It's not like there for him to make a quick joke and then leave. It's like him at the front, you know, in the forefront of the shot face-to-face with one of his characters having a conversation and it's real quick but it's spider-man where he's standing in front of or peter parker i guess standing in front of the sign where it's like spider-man to receive key to the city and then stanley walks up to him Mm -hmm. and he's like you know i guess one person can make a difference you know and he's like enough said and he walks away Mm -hmm. but it's like to have to have stanley and and peter parker like face-to-face on screen for that quick moment you like him interacting with one of his characters for just that quick moment not to like, yeah, make a pun or anything else like that. Oh, there's something real, real sweet about that Mary? for me. What was yours? I already said. Which it one? Was, was oh, Amazing, Amazing Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah, that that one's good because it's just like Sorry. so like it's so ridiculous. Like he's like stacking books while all the bookshelves what are falling behind book? him. 
We did watch the whole. Give him me and some. Liv, him and I know. Liv. I was like, holy crap! You could. That was adorable. I like him in the 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 newer Hulk that they did, where he, all he does is just take the the swig of the water, and he's like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> or the, you know, he was, was Age he of Ultron, Deadpool? where they carry him out of the hotel all drunk or whatever, where he's like Excelsior. Oh like, yeah, that, that was pretty, pretty good. Funny. Was he in Deadpool? Yeah, he in the first one he's in the he's the DJ in the strip yeah, club. Yeah, okay, that yeah, was yeah. it. All right, um, I was in wondering. In Deadpool two, I don't think he. I was. think in Deadpool two he's he in was. There. I just can't remember was he where. The... Wasn't that the one where he was? It was just a he was. It was just a picture of him spray painted on the side of a wall in Deadpool two. No, because he was still alive then. Was I'm he? sure. I'm sure he. I'm sure he was in it. I can't remember. Okay, that would was. be epic if that's where they went in Marvel movies, as they consistently had like a. A shot of him. Yeah, like that would be really awesome. I think my answer to that is just like they've already figured out what to keep doing is just keep like having Kelly Sue DeConnick and Captain Marvel and then having Jim Starlin in Avengers Endgame like, you know, Captain Marvel, not creator, but famous writer. And then the guy that creates Thanos is in Endgame and stuff. And it's like, that's what you keep doing, like, because it's such a good Easter egg for fans that know who those people are. Right. And so, is it just the spray yeah. paint on the wall? Oh, okay. Um, 1990. Ooh. <laughs> We're just going to skip. 1994. <laughs> in the 1990s, he stepped away from his regular duties at Marvel, and but he continued to receive an annual salary of $1 million. Oh, yeah. He was getting Good paid for him. Yeah. Plus, uh, plus, I'm sure he was getting paid for those cameos, too, right? I mean, he was probably, yeah, I'm but sure. Wasn't at the and all the con appearances. Him? Was it about the money at the very um, So, I mean, yeah, this sucks to get into all that. But the, the, the people that were taking care of Stan towards Ooh, the end. Okay. I didn't there was, about that. It made me sad. Yeah, there was some elderly abuse that was going on. They were taking money from him. They weren't allowing his daughter to see him as when she wanted. It was a whole thing. And they were um, basically kind of like allow, allowing him to go places they wanted him to go. Mm-hmm. And were cutting him off of contact of people that... People that, that cared about him couldn't time? get in touch with Isn't him. Isn't that when Kevin Smith like offered to like come yeah. live with me? Yeah, <laughs> um, he had like uh, like two million dollars stolen out of his bank account or something. It, it was a whole thing. But that... did, was it solved? Does anybody know if it was solved before? Um, he I know away? his daughter kind of came and rescued him. I think before he died, and then they. I don't know where it all went from there. Um, it's sad. Yeah, that was one of the things I was He was like, being forced to work, I think, way later than he wanted to. And the people that were ha- his handlers and stuff were taking a lot of that money. There was some videos that came out of uh, some of the cons the last year of his life where um, there was a video that came out that circled the internet pretty badly where he somebody gave him a book and he had to ask the handler how to sign his name mm-hmm. and stuff. And it was like, this guy is so old and so tired, man. Let him just... Like, why are you still doing all these cons? Yeah. Go home, Stan. You know, and like, and some of the, and people were posting like selfies with him and stuff. And it's just like every picture, he just looks so out of it. And it was like, dude, that guy is just not there. And he doesn't want to be there. He shouldn't have to. He's 95 fucking years old. Yeah, like, it's... you know. But yeah, no, I, it was, um, just make sure to take care of your elders, dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially if they created a fucking universe. <laughs> Which they do every helped, time they have a child. Helped create a universe. That's true. Co-created a universe. Okay, what do you got next? Yeah. Yeah. 1998. She's know. thinking about 1998. Is it really? Oh, yeah. 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 Well played. 
I remember Robert Downey Jr. said one time that he said you could have a room full of the most famous people in the world. Doesn't matter Hollywood actors and actresses. The second Stanley walks into a room, he's instantly the most famous person in the room. Mm-hmm. He yeah. says because he's the person that celebrities want to go talk to when he's around. Um, he's the people that he's the guy that other celebrities treat like a celebrity, that's which is really kind of cool. Yeah, that's really I always thought that was really cool. Um, there's some really cool movies out there to watch if people haven't seen them. There's a documentary called uh, With Great Power. It's a documentary about Stan Lee. Um, there's another one they did in the early 2000s called Power Rangers. What the um, fuck? <laughs> there's yeah, a, there's a, uh, it's, it, I don't know if you really call it a movie as much as just like a long interview that he did with Kevin Smith called Mutants, Monsters, and Marvels in the early 2000s. It's just him and Kevin Smith in a comic book store talking for an hour and a half. Hmm. But it's really interesting. And, it, and they kind of go over like, What's the story behind Iron Man? What's the story behind the Hulk? And it's Stan Lee kind of talking, well, you see, in 1962, I had an idea about Jekyll and Hyde. And it's like, you know, and you're very much getting Stan's part of those stories. Yeah. But they're they're interesting nonetheless because he is so engaging to listen to. Like, he he's so good at holding your attention. The dude was a natural born storyteller in every yeah. sense of the word. Like, be it on paper or, you know, he, he did get his... Uh, Hollywood star on the Walk of Fame and everything before he died. Oh, that's cool. I didn't yeah. realize he got that. So, yeah. So we're going to skip to 2001. Oh, what happened in 1998? It was it so was many an years ago. Oh. oh, she was like... It was just about Stanley Media. Oh. oh, I remember that. That was the company that they sued him. It was like a... Another company he hey. started and then left and then they Listen, sued him or something, right? Something like that. Yeah. Right. I know they filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Yeah. Was that, um, when did he do the the DC stuff? That was around the, the Just Imagine yeah, stories. Yeah, yeah. Those are awesome. Okay. Uh, that was probably around that time that he hooked up with DC and they did like these like. I think they just released a trade collection of all oh, those. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, so you should pick that up if you don't have it. So um, in 2001, Lee... Gil Champion and Arthur Lieberman formed POW. You guys know POW, Power right? Entertainment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all. That's what oh, it was. Okay. That was it? Yeah. Oh, oh the same year he released DC Comics, the stuff for the just Batman imagine. and Suit. Yeah, okay, that's cool. those things. Right on. Yes. Did I thought it was ever... about, I thought it was around that time when he, because yeah. it seemed like he was trying to not necessarily distance himself from Marvel, but like try to get out from the umbrella he was of just Marvel trying to, to be stanley yeah exactly I, I, said, I think he he got he was smart because he realized he goes i can be way more of an icon and probably be more successful as stan lee than i can as yeah. the creator of spider-man yeah. like, well in 2002 he did sue marvel oh. saying that they weren't uh they were failing to pay his share of the profits for movies featuring characters he had co-created Oh, I bet they were though. I oh, mean, yeah. let's. But did he ever have any? Because um, the one thing about I never really pay attention to news or actual reading facts sometimes. But um, did he ever have anything to say with DC and the Marvel kind of tit for tat kind of shit, or was he more just did his own thing? I mean, he was he was the one that kind of developed the whole DC is the distinguished competition and shit, right? And they, they he kind of played up to the rivalry between the two of them, but I, I don't think there about was that. But the, there were, I don't think there was ever really any No, I think it would it would all just It be was funny. more for laughs. Yeah. There yeah. there I remember when the Rawhide kid came out and they had they had made him gay. And he was on 
I want to say with how that interview went, it was probably a Fox interview, but mm. it could have been CNN. I, I don't I don't want to go on record as saying what network it was or what what news. Uh, OK, I remember. But he was on there and it was one of those. It was all the talking heads on the screen, you know, and it was people literally like, you know, hey, we got the cre- this creator here. This is Stanley Marvel Comics. And they're talking about yeah. this new Rawhide Kid. And like, and they, you know, they've made him homosexual. And what do you think about this? And there's all these these other people there talking about how horrible this is, and yeah. this is a disgrace. And he's just in his little box with the biggest smile, like I think it's just great. I love it. And they're like, this is horrible, and they, this shouldn't be printed. He's like, it's wonderful. I love it. And uh, like, like nothing they're saying is phasing him mm-hmm. whatsoever. He's just smiling uh, and like talking about how great a thing it is one of my other favorite stan lee stories is him talking about his cameo in the first sam raimi spider-man movie um so the original idea that stan wanted to do so his cameo takes place in like a uh i don't know what you call it like a fair carnival thing it's it's green goblin shows it's the first time green goblin shows up in the movie has a fight with spider-man okay i remember Um, this okay so anyways what he wanted to do is he wanted to have like a like a little booth set up thing at this little fair thing, whatever. And he wanted to be selling sunglasses. He's like, I told him this was a great idea. I, I could have people walking by the camera. And I'm like, come get your sunglasses. It's the same kind that they wear in the X-Men. Because X-Men had come out the year before. Uh, um, but they, they didn't like that. So he didn't uh, want to do that. Advertise for a Fox property. Of so, course, yeah. So they came up with the idea that uh, the Green Goblin was going to throw this pumpkin bomb at a balcony and a big chunk of rock was going to fall out. And Stan Lee was supposed to pick up this little girl and save her and carry her off camera. Um, Stan Lee's, you know, almost 90 years old, probably at this point, late 80s, probably 2001. Yeah. No, okay? it would have been. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, he goes, you know, we're sitting there on set. The director calls action. You know, they, they goes, I go to lift her. I try to lift her. I can't lift her. <laughs> and, he, and she's like a little, you know, oh, little yeah. kid, whatever, but just, he's just a frail old man. He can't do yeah. it. And, um, he, so what they end up doing, and if you watch the movie now, he kind of grabs her arm and pulls her away. <laughs> but I always just thought that was funny. It's like, and he's like, I loved it. Cause I was like, I get to be the hero. I get to save this, this little girl that he couldn't lift her up. Well, it reminds me of Montgomery Burns where he's like, Oh, the sponge makes it. It's drown. basically <laughs> that. Yeah. This is basically that. Nice. Um, it kind of sucks that Endgame was the last cameo. Cause I find that one pretty underwhelming. Um, the, the I thought he looked like Mark Maron. I was like, is that Mark Maron? <laughs> uh, I've even seen Mark Maron interviewed, and people mm. have asked him. Oh, really? Like, oh, oh, that wow. is that's that's Stan. Where he's like, make love, not war, yeah. or whatever. And I was like, okay, I guess. He, it was it was a good placement for him. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, it was. Maybe it was just too much built up in everyone's heads. Like this is the last Stan Lee cameo you're gonna see. So like nothing was gonna live up to that. Well, and that's the thing, I guess. I never thought of that, so I was like, "Hey, this is all right." I just thought, "Yeah, I don't know." He, he, he but I don't know if it is really his last cameo because he'll be. You give it time. I will. I'll always just remember Saturday mornings eating my breakfast cereal. Hey there, true. Yeah, and just yeah. watching the cartoons as a kid, watching uh, the Hulk and Spider-Man and his amazing Dr. friends. And <laughs> not that, not that stuff. Sadly, no. Oh. Edgar has better memories of that than I do. Any last thoughts on Stanley before we move into weekly picks? 
Mary's like, no, Wait, I'm not saying anything. Is it? Are we seriously done with Stanley? I thought yeah, we, we had so much more. Are we done with the world? Is done with Stanley? Oh, oh good lord! <laughs> <laughs> what time have we really there's, done that? There's so much to say about Stanley that it's oh, we just could like, go on we, and on. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, I was tweet like, us your favorite Stanley moments. There you go. You and your favorite character. Which characters resonate the, the most with you? And you know, Silver Surfer is another good one we didn't mention. It's a great character. Mm, you're right. So yeah, Stanley. It's amazing. It's wonderful. Has anybody Champion pulled of the off industry. the Silver Surfer well in a movie? I, no, it's only been attempted once. And I, it was terrible. I no. I, I I enjoyed that. I enjoyed Rise's the Ooh, Silver Surfer. Wait till we get to that. Yeah, yeah. I, I I thought that was great. I loved oh, Lawrence Fishburne that's doing one of the Stanley's voice. Best cameos though. Is in that movie because it's in the opening scene of the movie. It's uh, uh, Reed Richards and and Sue's wedding, and they're going in, and Stan Lee's sitting there with the bouncer. He's like, "I'm sorry, you're not on the list." Like, but but I'm Stan Lee. I'm Stan Lee, and they're throwing him out. (laughs) Which is an actual thing they did in 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 the wedding issue of the comic. They did that in the comic, but it's him and Jack Kirby that aren't allowed to get into the wedding. But they pulled that right out of the comic. Nice. And it's like there's a part of me that's like, man, I wish Jack Kirby would have lived. I mean, I don't know if he would have done it, but that would have been the best if thing ever to have. Can both anybody of them on tell screen? us what <sighs> official movie did he? They start the Stanley kind of cameos. Uh, X Men, right? X Men was it X Men? X Men's the first one. I really have no idea. Actually, no, was... no, he has a cameo. I think in the Incredible Hulk, the Lou Ferrigno one, the movie. Oh, he was in, in one the of the made-for-TV movies. Yeah, the, he's the in the trial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's so, the, that's the first one then. But do they continue it? You know how the comic. But after X Men, I think he doesn't miss one because he's not in Blade. I don't think because Blade oh, predates no, they... Blade predates X Men, but he's not in Blade. So I think he's in everything after X. You are correct. The Trial of the Incredible Hulk, nineteen eighty nine. There you go. But then, <gasps> but I wonder because I was wondering if they were savvy enough. I wonder if there was a dip, like they there was one movie that that he was out, and then they put him back. In. I don't know. Maybe he might have seen like a lecture or something. And said, Fuck "Oh my that. god, like, maybe yeah. he's not in that shit." I don't I've know. never I don't seen it. Think yeah, he's no, in I saw Electra. I take that back. I maybe see. not. He's not. I'm going through every okay. single one, and Electra was not on the list. Right. Ah. Um, <laughs> Mary, let's do some movie things. <laughs> Sorry. Um, literally the only thing that I've read is The Walking Dead. I finally finished the third compendium. Woo! So you're on the home stretch now. Yep. You're in the home stretch. Such a hard on for the fourth one. Yes. I need it now. I need it now. (laughs) I want it all. (laughs) I want now. I do have to say the end of the third compendium is where they have the people on the spikes. Um, Spoilers. And this one. This one, I was like, this one, so I had already watched it on TV. I'd, I had already watched everything before I read it. Oh, so you kind of put the TV show? Yeah, I'm a, not, oh, okay. no, not with whatever was just recently on, I think. Okay. I think but I you saw the spikes on the show. I saw the spikes on, the spikes okay. on that one. So and that was that a whole one, different. Uh... It was a very different feel. I was very much like, like when I read it, I was like, <gasps> well, and it... then when I watched the show, but I remember watching the show, I was kind of like, oh no, like. And I was really sad about one of the characters because they really built him up yeah. to be no, something. There was, there was a few wasn't. of the characters that I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. But the way they built it up, if you had read the book before you'd seen the show, yeah. the way they messed with the viewer, like I, I was fully expecting, to, like, okay, they're going to kill Ezekiel. Mm-hmm. That's going to be one of the, because he was just conveniently not there. Yeah. And then the, the big reveal. And then it wasn't, of course, because that's how they do it on the show. Mm-hmm. They, they don't do the same deaths. But yeah, it was a... So that's why Carol's batshit crazy at yeah. this point. 
So good. So good. Aaron, weekly picks? Uh, okay, I'm going to Just probably... one pick. Just give us one pick and Haywire. move on to me. I enjoyed Haywire. Oh, Haywire was what good. What is Haywire? Haywire is Thank the you, movie that... Um, she is gorgeous. Oh, like what is her name? Gina Carreno? The... She was in Daredevil or De- Deadpool and oh, Mandalorian. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, it's her action movie that she did. Steven oh, Soderbergh. You were you this oh, it was, good. It it was, was good. It's a on Netflix. Lot of fun. Check it out. Very and fun. there was a lot of uh, scenes where, to be honest, I think is Soden. Uh, well, I was moving far away from it. <laughs> oh, um, so uh, he is, did. Soderbergh did the Oceans movies, I believe. That oh, was him. Right. He, but he's it was away oddly. Since, He's oddly paced. So some of those scenes, you don't think you'd be as interested in them. But the way he paced the movie and the way it was shot. And number one, she is a badass. And she is a cutie, The too. fight scenes are... Amazing. Like, like, my God. They they look so real. Like, she looked like she was putting all the force into every... Like, I was, I was was audibly, there, like, going, right? oh... Oh my god! Yeah, there were so many people in that movie, and that was the fun part. Is like Benicio del T- no, 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 no. I, oh, Antonio Banderas. Oh, Antonio Banderas, and he he's very handsome in this as well. Um, but they had so many fun people in it. It was awesome. If like he, every time someone pop up, like everybody's in this movie. Yes, Ewan McGregor. Oh yeah, I forgot about Ewan. That was a good one. But she's a badass. So if you have a chance, see yeah, Haywire. Check it. it's, it's one a, I'd always wanted to see, and then my saw Netflix. was on Netflix. I'm like, okay, let's let's get off. It is a lot this. of fun. Okay, my pick is comic book related, and it oh, is geez. a TV show that um, just finished its first season. I want to say ABC, possibly. Um, Stumptown. Oh, the, yeah. Based on the Greg Rucka comic book. Um, it's got... Who published that? Kobe, uh, Oni Press. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a uh, lot Kobe of Smolders. Um, it's good. I, I love Kobe Smolders. We threw it on just to kind of... Because I'd, I'd read good things about it. Mm-hmm. Did you read the um, book? Oh, yeah. like a long time ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Greg Rucka. Um, yeah, you, really can, you can. usually can't go wrong with Rucka. Um, but Aaron wanted to just throw it on to, tr- I think, just try something new. And I think we did like five episodes in one night. So it was, it was like, it's good. Because every time an episode ends, it doesn't just give you an ending. You're like, okay, I need the next one. Yeah. Okay, I need to see what happens. But I think it um, was. It's good. It's really good. I would, for anyone quarantined that needs some something new to watch, check it out. 16 it's, episodes? We're it, not It's going to be 18, I think, altogether. Uh, all I know yeah. is we Which we're is not, kind of an odd number for the season nowadays. Number. It is like longer. I don't know, but I'll, it was the a lot of The characters are really good. It's just, every, I don't know. You just, it's just good. It's well, just a she, good it's, I think there it's are... the, the pacing of her, her language or the, the dialogue, everything about it. And she's such a good, uh, I really like her from How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she, it's kind of her. She's kind of grown up from that, but she pulls in some of that language or the pacing of the language. She's legit this. funny too. Oh yeah. Oh, she, Th- there really there are good. a couple of you know your typical tropes for a TV show that are in there that that when they hit every now and then, like she was she's a a, a vet, so she has PTSD. So every time something big's going on oh, or there's an explosion. Well, you said she's a vet of the Oh no, a veteran. veterinarian. I'm sorry, a vet, a veteran. Oh, and, then like, it is. and then you're like, she has PTSD. I'm like, she's a veteran. I'm no, like, no, no. from like <laughs> from the dog that pissed yeah, on her leg. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. Yeah, I was like, I was like what? no, there's there's a lot where like something will happen and like the trauma will come and it will show flashbacks mm. of like the Humvees and explosions. And I'm like, I get it. 
I get it. We don't, I don't need it 20 times. It's a little it's, tropey. Yeah. yeah. There's, and there's a couple of those types of things. But overall, very, very good. Check it out. Actors. Yeah. And I love the whole, who's their It was my pick. Let's move on. Oh, sorry. Jeez. Jeez, Aaron. Sorry. I'm just Does, kidding. Is I'm just this kidding. what you got all the time when you were actually <laughs> able to speak? We have silenced Mary. <laughs> Screw you, Mary. Um, <laughs> Screw you. Two quick ones real quick. Number one, I I did finally finish Saga. And by finish, I mean caught up where everybody else has been for the last year and a half Don't now. tell me, but it's... Um, I love that first. It's beautiful. That last issue, finish. man. Like I remember when the last issue came out, everybody was like, what the fuck? Like, you're going to end us on that? And, you know, I mean, it's old dumps. So I'm not going to spoil it. But when you do finally get to that last issue, it's like, like that? Just And then nothing for a year and a half? And counting? Yeah, still. It was still. like, what the fuck, dude? But uh, <laughs> Saga's, Saga's as good as everyone's told you it is. If you haven't read it, you probably have because you're it not like me and didn't wait on it forever. Beautiful. But the compendiums out there, that's how I read it. It's wonderful, well-made book. It's beautiful. Uh, the second one is uh, I thought it was really great because with everybody in quarantine right now, people are trying to find. It's pulling on air. I know. Rightfully so. You keep quick going, ones, sir. Quick ones, quick ones. Yeah. Um, I'm, mine are long. Keep going. <laughs> people are trying to find ways to, to keep people entertained, give people stuff to watch. So the cast of Big Mouth did a... I'm intrigued uh, already. Oh, you told me about this. Yes, yes. They did a big like Zoom chat. It's like 18 people. It's all the writers and the cast, and they do a live table read. They streamed it. It's on YouTube. It's about an hour and a half long. Is it um, fun? I haven't finished it yet, but what I've seen is great. It's cool just to get to watch them all and. Is it a particular episode they do? Yeah, it's one of the ones from this past season. Oh, okay. Um, God, I hope it was the gymnasium one. That's a great one. It's the one that starts off with uh, with uh, the girl oh, on the nice on the on the game show with her yeah with her vagina talking to oh, her. Okay. It, to get the Mandy yodel. Oh. Um, okay. <laughs> if you haven't seen Big Mouth, then that. Probably was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> but if you like that show, it's really cool. Everybody's there. Nick Kroll and John Mulaney and everybody, you know, Maya Rudolph and all them. It's, it's cool just to get to watch them read through. And they're all in their houses. And they got, they're got they all on this big screen. It's like 18 boxes. And they're all sitting there reading their shit. And, then, and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool for them to do. And they're asking for donations for like uh, Feed America or whatever oh. during this, whatever. So I was like, cool. They like had a cause. Plus, I was like, oh, let's put something out there to give people something to watch. Nice. So I thought that was really cool. Um, it's on YouTube. You can just look it up, like Big Mouth Table, and you'll probably find it. I so do- it was from like five days ago that they streamed it. Okay. So it was in the last week. I do like the fact that with everything being shut down there and with the technology we have, there are ways to still be entertained and exactly. get entertainment like well, this. It's really going to hit ahead in the fall if we're still where we're at in the fall, which I, I personally think we will be. Um, because right now, all the TV shows that are airing were all filmed already. But by the oh, yeah. time... None of the shows that are supposed to premiere in the fall have been done yet, and none mm-hmm. of them will probably be. So by the time fall comes around, there'll be more than likely no NFL season in September, plus no new TV shows for the fall mm-hmm. slate of television. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Um, the only good thing is, is that Mandalorian season two is done. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> yes, it's all it done. Is. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So it's in post, but they filmed it all. I thought all. they just announced uh, Rosario Dawson. They did. They kept that under wraps. Oh, they filmed okay. it all already. Okay. That's what I thought, too. Mm. I was like, oh, that's nice of you to announce it. We're probably not going to see that shit for two years. But no, they're done. They're editing it. Interesting. Okay. Um, Supposedly, what I heard the other day is they're saying the problems they're having right now is because it's hard to score it because you can't get a group of players to in a symphony together to 
do True. music for it, so they're gonna have to figure out what to do there. One as far as instrument <laughs> glass cases, <laughs> like fifty glass cases. Oh my god, yes! It's Disney. It'll just be like Mandalorian two scored by Randy Newman. <laughs> they just be you watching. You just be watching Mandalorian. He's like, oh, he you got a little baby Yoda <laughs> in the space. You know what you do is you get Trent Reznor, put him in a room. He'd be fine. He'd do Mandalorian. They'll in a figure second. it out. Have you started but, Watchmen yet? Uh, no. Oh, okay. But uh, Mandalorian season two is coming in October, so we're, we're definitely getting that. So at least we have one thing in the fall to look forward to. Well, they did. They just announced the new release date for Black Widow, which is like November sixth, I think. Oh, mm. so it's still gonna come out this year. Still gonna come out this. Year. Well, Marvel needs something out this year. Oh my god! Yeah, like everything well, else is pushed Eternals back to twenty twenty one. November too, wasn't it? Mm. Oh yeah, no, that's it's taking the place of Eternals. Oh, okay. Eternals is gonna be next year. Uh, Wonder Woman's to August, but that feels optimistic to me. I don't yeah. think you're gonna see that because I think what, I think a lot of people right now that are giving us new release mm. dates. I think it is optimistic. I'm not holding them to that date at all at this point. Uh, Patty Jenkins was interviewed and they were talking about, you know, all these movies coming out, you know, straight to VOD and stuff, whatever. Is that something you guys are talking about? Like, oh, no, there's no way. Warner Brothers wants fucking Wonder Woman in a movie theater. There's too much money to be made there. They're not putting that bitch out to VOD. No fucking way. So um, we're going to have Kylie pull the next name of the next comic creator from us here in a minute. (laughs) But uh, next week we'll be back here doing Watchmen issue three in our issue by issue analysis of Watchmen, which is a lot of fun. If uh, she hasn't killed us yet. Yeah. 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 Mary maybe has a voice. This is getting kind of low. No, 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 it's not. Then we'll get to to fill it again. Tell me name. All right. Who are we talking about? Honey, get it right. Keep going. Uh, Oh. Be a good one, goddammit. Grant Morrison. John. Mulaney. <laughs> Burn. John Byrne. Oh, nice. shit. That's really? Uh, good pull. She-Hulk. Good pull. Okay, you know I'm reading Man of Steel. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, not, let's not bullshit anybody here. Um, Wait, which one was... Uh, John Byrne. I don't uh, remember names for shit. Chris Claremont's Chris artist. Claremont, X-Men. John yeah. Byrne. Ooh. Fantastic Four, John Byrne. You Man know Steel, how much John Byrne. I uh... read comics. <laughs> <laughs> True, <laughs> guys. Uh, if it's uh... it's okay. Yeah, John Byrne. Cool, Yay, John, John Byrne. Byrne. That'll be a fun Congratulations, one. Congratulations, Kylie. Um, yeah. Uh, next month or next week, Watchmen issue three. A lot of cool stuff coming out, Wait, guys. What was the movie we're supposed to watch? Nothing. We're reading out Watchmen issue three. <laughs> All right, sorry. <laughs> I didn't know if there was she, a movie. She did just hit her head. I don't know. Yes, yeah, sure. Until next time, my name is Tyler. And I'm Mary. <clears throat> I'm Aaron. <laughs> I'm Kylie. Stay safe. Stay home. See you guys next week. <laughs>